Welcome back, everybody. This is Adam Huber and Shelly. Oh, I nailed it oh, first time. Oh, you got it today. <laughs> Shelly Gaddis. And uh, we have my wonderful friend on here. I, I, I had to do it two times because I, I nailed it the second time or the first time. <laughs> uh, we have Caleb Lindsay hyphen Stevens on. Um, I have known Caleb for a couple of months now. Got introduced to him from my wife and amazing individual um i'm not usually i i don't caleb i've never told you this and i'm just gonna say it right now <laughs> usually not a fan of like mlms like um what caleb is a part of which is uh herbalife but caleb has executed on it at a very high level and has done a really really awesome job on it and is wanting to expand out from there and to me that right there it doesn't, it doesn't matter what program he was in or what he was doing. He was going to be successful at it anyways. Um, the other thing I really love about Caleb is that he is also doing college level track, um, coaching that and really becoming a part of those kids' lives. Um, I got to meet a couple of these individuals and they are just awesome, awesome people. So I really thought that this would make for a pretty good podcast for the first time ever, third time ever. I'm bringing someone on instead of Shelly going and doing the headhunting. So I feel like I finally contributed to the podcast for once in my entire life. Um, so Caleb, working on it. would you mind giving everyone a little bit of a story about you, um, which is, it's just an awesome backstory and what you're doing right now. And we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first off, thanks for letting me jump on here. Uh, excited to do it. One of my, uh, actually my first podcast that I've hopped on, um, so it's exciting for me, exciting for me to be able to share my story and just kind of give out to the community, whatever it is that people decide to take from it. Um, so for myself, in terms of background information, um, grew up in the Twin Cities area, so the metro area, uh, relocated to Sioux Falls going into my freshman year of college, um, and then spent four years at the University of Sioux Falls, um, where I graduated from in 2014. Um, at the time, it was all about education, right? Yes, exactly. USF. I, alone, I teach right? at USF. <laughs> so for me, it was uh, it was kind of that traditional path at first, right? I had a lot of I started on the nursing world. Um, my sister was a nurse. My uncle's a nurse. My mom was going to school at the same time that I was for nursing. Um, so that's what I was going to do. Uh, and then, of course, life always changes along the way. Uh, ended up graduating my bachelor's in social work. Um, at the same time, going into my senior year, I got introduced to Herbalife Nutrition through a local nutrition club in town um, and kind of started asking questions in that world, which kind of planted that entrepreneurial seed. Um, and so for me, it was kind of, you know, dabbling in that world, seeing what it was all about, but I was in the process of getting my college degree, getting my bachelor's degree, and I'm going to be either going to grad school or progress in that world, um, which landed me in Mankato, Minnesota for a couple of years. Uh, my wife transferred to Minnesota State Mankato, where she ended up graduating from. Uh, so we were up there for four years. I worked as a school social worker for those four years um, in a, a level four um, behavioral program. Um, so got that introduction of working with kids and being able to make that community impact. Um, and we were actually presented with an opportunity. Um, my wife, so the, the short of the story, my wife was sitting at work um, and she's like, I'm just not busy enough. And she's like, I have these people who I see doing these multi-level marketing things on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, she's like, I think I'm going to reach out to one of them. And so I just said, well, we know we've already been introduced to Herbalife. So let's truly dive in and see what we could do with it. Um, 
And I think the beauty for us there uh, was the idea and the concept of the nutrition club. So yes, we're backed by this multi-level marketing company of Herbalife Nutrition. That's how they chose to distribute their products around the world. Um, but for us, it was cool because we have this brick and mortar store, these brick and mortar locations, which makes it non-multi-level marketing, right? So we have a retail store, we have retail location, um, and we were presented with the opportunity to come back to Sioux Falls, potentially take one over. Um, again, the way life goes, it didn't work out the way it was supposed to. We kind of put everything on the back burner for a year. Um, and then finally, we just decided to make the make the jump and make the decision like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to open our own location, started in Brandon, South Dakota, uh, which is my wife's hometown. Uh, where we opened up the drop nutrition. And then July of 2020, we were given the opportunity to take over a second location. So now we each have our, we joke, we say we each have our own nutrition club. So we own Wave 26 <laughs> Nutrition on the east side of Sioux Falls. Uh, got a friendly competition between both locations. Um, so that's kind of the business background for us. Um, for myself, I've been coaching track ever since I graduated college in 2014. I ran track all through college. My wife ran track all through college. Um, and again, in that world too, it just progressed and now coaching track at Augustana University. Um, that's been a, a huge transition for myself. Um, and I know Adam, you and I have visited on before. Um, the part that was cool for us is I coached kids all through high school. And now some of those kids are now competing for me in the, at the collegiate level. Um, so that's been fun to see that growth and that evolution for those kids. Um, and just continuing to watch them develop and mature, right? Like I could joke back and say, like I've had my hand in that for the last, you know, six plus years. Um, but at the same time, right? Like it's just just guiding them along whatever path that is they kind of chose to go down. Um, and then, like Adam said, in that entrepreneurial world, it's always like we have something else that's on the edge and something else we're thinking about doing. Um, so as we continue to develop relationships and continue to meet people, it's just kind of. You know, one thing turns into another thing, and then you're looking at, you know, what can I do in this business sense or that business world? Um, so that's kind of where where we're at with everything we have going on right now, from a background story. So I guess I I love you guys have like went hard, like you guys just jumped <laughs> right into this thing. Like it's pretty unique to hear a story where you're like, yep, we opened this, then a few months later we opened this. Like that's not necessarily a especially in the middle of a pandemic, right? Like that's definitely a very unique circumstance for you to hear um, people be a part of. What what have been some of you guys' challenges in having two locations? Like that, that's, that's a big deal. I don't know if listeners really understand how big of a deal that is, but having and trying to manage two separate locations is very challenging. Yes, absolutely. Um... I think the the biggest challenge is the time conversation, right? So before it was both of us at one location where we could essentially, you know, we could split time if there was something that, you know, we woke up that morning and Haley didn't feel great or I woke up that morning and I was like, you know what, I'm going to sleep in or um, I have this appointment in the morning. Um, getting very, very creative and clever with how we schedule things um, is probably the number one thing that we've had to adjust. So previously it was if we're going to meet with a client one-on-one -on -one, or if we had a business meeting or... Um, any of that stuff, we could just schedule it. Knowing there was two of us, we could split the time and it would be fine. Um, now it's having that one location. So I'm at Wave 7 to 2, Monday through Friday. Haley's at the drop uh, 7 to 1, Monday through Friday. Um, so realistically, during that time, that's where 100% of our focus is going. Um, so obviously, you know, you have the brief moments in time behind the counter where you can work on some of the logistical details or even things like, <laughs> we joke, but like, think about the small stuff, like writing a rent check. And <laughs> it's like, Hey, I'm taking care of customers all day. And all of a sudden my rent check is getting pushed to the last thing on the day. 
and then I don't have time to run and stop at the post office or whatever it may be. Um, so that's probably the number one thing for us has turned into that schedule management, um, but also being, you know, being aware and conscious of the fact that it's going to take more time when we made that decision um, was something we were willing to realistically give up. Like we were willing to give up the, the flexibility and the freedom per se that we had um, knowing we're going to chase something more. And eventually the, the plan and the goal is that that's going to come back to us in the end. Um, so that was a big part, big part there for us with the two locations. Um, I think the idea of just going after it in general. Um, so like I said, I was working as a school social worker for four years, like filing, you know, in terms of when you talk taxes and you talk the business world, like money was good. Money was at a great spot. We owned a home in Mankato. Um, but we knew there was something more that we wanted to be able to do. And we were running into limitations with that. Um, so I remember talking with Haley and when she, when we first moved down here, I just went like, full time, here we go. This is how it's going to work. She was working. So we had that background support in terms of the income side of stuff. Um, and it was actually June of 2019. Uh, she decided that she wanted to train for the Olympic trials. And so I was like, great, sounds good. Like, let's do it. We have a tool, we have an engine, we have a business opportunity. Um, you know, financially, we made smart decisions in terms of having income set aside, plus an emergency fund. And we just dove in and I always look at it, especially from the entrepreneur side. Um, we hear messages about it all the time, but we turn and say, if you're not like, if you're watching and waiting, or if you're waiting and watching, whatever decide you want to go, um, when you're not actually in the game, you're going to miss it. Right? Like if you're not chasing after whatever opportunity it may be that you want to go for, you're just sitting on the sidelines waiting for something to happen. A, it's never going to happen. And B, you probably already missed the opportunity itself. Um, so for us, it was just kind of, I was like, worst case scenario, I can fill out another job application. I've done it before, so we can always go back to that working world um, if we need to. And again, we probably work harder now than we were previously, um, but now we're working for something more than just our current our current situation, right? We're working for that future, the future generations, the lifestyle that we want to be able to create, um, working for all those types of things now. So, Do you guys have staff or is it just you and Haley? Uh, as we do not. So the super cool part, wow. and, uh, this is where I'll laugh with Adam when he says the idea of the multi-level marketer, right? Um, so we do have other. Dang it. <clears throat> oh, let's hope it comes back on in a minute. Pretty, uh, pretty impressive story so far though. Yeah, huh? He's a quite dynamic <laughs> individual. I know, like, like when when Jess first wanted us to meet up, I was like, "Really, Jess? Like, come on, what, you know, let's not do this." But then after I met him, I was like, "Um, uh, something a little different here. Like, just just a completely different breed of horse, you know?" Yeah, um, they. There we go. He's gonna jump back in a bit. Yeah, this so, is, I had heard, so Jess had, Jess had brought me a drink from the drop when I was out at the fireworks stand, when I was out at Fire Bros this summer, and Jess has talked to me about them multiple times, like Jess is. <laughs> he's another Adam Huber, no, he's more fit than I am, arguably way better looking. Arguably. I mean, <laughs> you did drop that wonderful 16-year-old pick this morning. Yeah, for sure. That's when did I was you 190. Did I also hit my PR a year ago today. Like you and I are on the same wavelength with our our yeah, girl. 
<laughs> I, I'm, I'm willing to bet that you could probably out deadlift me right now. I'd be willing. Uh, I'd be willing sure, to bet that. that that should be one of our like episodes. Like, I'm in. Done. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caleb. You were uh, you were speaking about um, uh, staffing. staffing. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah. Because we, I was I was getting confused with MLM, but staffing and MLM. Yep. So I think the part that's cool for the cool for us on the multi-level marketing side is the opportunity that we were given to pursue the Herbalife opportunity, right? Creating our own business. We turn and give that same opportunity to any of our team members who want to pursue the same thing. So we don't have staff that we directly work with in terms of an employee where we're, you know, W2, that whole, that whole line of stuff. Um, but everybody as a team member within our locations is also an independent distributor. Um, and they have the exact same opportunity that we had. So we do have team members that work at each location alongside us, but essentially they're also building their own independent business within the multi-level marketing world. Um, so it's a super cool part for us from, from up top. We don't have necessarily the logistical stuff to take care of, right? Payroll, job applications, all that kind of stuff. We just get to work with other people who want to pursue the same opportunity that we have. So it is really unique, honestly. Shelly, so, uh, just so you're aware, this is going to be a podcast where I'm going to let you just kind of ask the questions because I, I feel like this is totally not only in your wheelhouse, but like Caleb and I pretty much talk every morning anyways. So, <laughs> Okay, so tell me about the retail side of this. So you guys started in Brandon. You guys opened this location and tell everybody listening like what it is exactly that you guys offer in your retail location. Yeah. So the the retail location itself functions. Uh, we say it's a function of four different things in most places. So first off, we just have like an upbeat coffee shop type vibe uh, where people get to walk in and they're going to get to try um, really our entire product line if they want. The standard order that people have when they come in um, is a complete meal replacement smoothie and an energizing tea. Um, so you just come in, grab the menu, order whatever it may be that you want. We have some customers sit and hang out, like we say, belly up to the bar. Um, or they turn around and they're walking out and they're just going on with their day. Um, so we function a lot like a, um, you know, like just a smoothie shop where you can walk in that daily interaction, uh, which creates that retail sale. And then the second function to that um, is we say like we pride ourselves on being able to know who's coming in and creating those conversations. So like we laugh, but there's times where Adam like pulls up and he's like waving as he comes into the window. Um, so those kinds of things, right? He's got the regular order. We can start making his order as soon as we see the Audi pull in. Like we got all the stuff going on there. Um, and then what it also leads into is the one-on-one -on -one wellness coaching when it comes to like a health and wellness standpoint. Um, so we use Herbalife Nutrition products to help people chase a healthy, active lifestyle, whatever that may be for them. Um, and we create that from a one-on-one -on -one standpoint. So if we have people who are looking to lose weight, gain weight, maintain weight, I work with a lot of athletes. Um, so we kind of have that gen the general coverage in terms of a product line of Herbalife that can cover all the different areas. Um, and we could say everybody gets to use the same products. It's just how you use that product to accomplish what task you may be going after. Uh, something, something I want to reiterate that I said before is um, because I know a lot of the people watching will watch this and they'll say, Adam, what, like, why are you, why are you supporting like someone with Herbalife or whatever? Like, and I want to make it really clear that I really honestly, truly don't think that it would matter if you were in Herbalife or if you weren't in Herbalife, you would already, you would still be well on your way and being just as successful as you are now. Herbalife just happens to be the vehicle that you chose to get you from point A to point B. And that's it. And that's where I feel like 
those types of programs uh, that that part of it i don't really care about right and this is just opinion based right like this is not coming from someone who thinks they're more successful or anything like that um but i just you there's so many toxic tactics that get used in mlms that then turn off a lot of people like you know i'll just go back to the classic one everyone's always got everyone that's watching this has gotten that friend request and they don't even bother to get to know you or anything like that. Just all of a sudden, they're like, it's like four questions in. They're like, hey, you know, I've got this great opportunity. It's X, Y, and Z. Would you consider being a part of it? Honestly, I've gotten to the point now where if I get one of those requests, I send them back and I say, next time you go to a bar, I want you to walk straight up to a girl and just ask them if they'd be willing to marry you. Like, just <laughs> just ask them, hey, you want to you go have sex tonight? Like... Because that's exactly what you're doing. And so here's a tip. Don't fucking do that because people fucking hate it. And then I just block them, move on with my life. Because that that type of shit drives me nuts. Like, don't, I can't stand it. Um, so I just want to make that clear that um, you don't need my, you don't need me to tell you that you would have been successful. You know you would have been successful. So I just want to make that clear that it doesn't matter what happens to Herbalife or anything like that from here on out you could swap in something else that you were confident behind like a brand or a product or anything like that, that you were confident in and be just as successful as you are right now. When I think that first off, thanks for that. Right. But I think the, the bigger part for me there, exactly like you said, it's, we have a tool and an engine that we chose to use and leverage what, what it was, right. We took yep. their strengths and now we've turned it into our own thing. Um, and I think that's the that's the coolest part about it. Again, when you talk brick and mortar location, right? I have, I laugh, but it's like you know, you take if you take athletes, right? Your coach is naturally going to make a make a reference to a specific shoe, right? Like I like Adidas shoes over Nike shoes, so I'll make a reference with that. But again, as a coach, I'm using a specific specific line or a specific product per se to accomplish the goals we're trying to accomplish as a track team. Yep. Um, and so I think that's the big the big part for me. Um, like I said, we've had conversations about, you know, where do you want to end up in the business world? Um, you know, like my, my biggest part is like my end goal, right? Like if I go through my list, like what's your number one goal when it comes to business period? Um, my goal is to open my own community center that pays for itself and 100% can give back to the community. And like, if I have to cut the check for $10,000 to pay for rent, great. That's what I'll do. Um, that's like my number one goal. And that seed started when I was working with kids in the, uh, as a school social worker. Yep. And so that's kind of the big part there. And like you said, when it comes to the idea of being being successful and chasing a business, like find out what opportunity it is that's there for you and whatever opportunity you're passionate about, and then take that and run with it. Cause that's going to lead to the true goals and accomplishments that you're going after. So yep. heck yes. Agree two, with you hundred percent. Two things I would like to add on to what you just said. One would just like to point out that Nike does currently have the fastest shoe out there. So just <laughs> like, I don't see Adidas coming in and, you know, actually having to ban certain shoes and races. So just throwing that out there. But number two, that's marathon yeah. only. We're talking sprints and jumps. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's right. For sure. For sure. Let's, let's get the asterisks going here. Um, the second thing that I want to point out is again, to prove that, um, to pr put on top of what Caleb is talking about, Caleb has also started a another side business kind of thing, uh, another business venture with a body shop actually in town. Um, uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit, Caleb? Um, just to kind of, or can you talk about it? 
Um, <laughs> right? Does, does it exist as a thing yet? Um, so there's actually, yes, I think, say it's the same thing. It's a twofold process. Um, so getting connected in the community um, with the Drop Nutrition, we are part of a Brandon Thrive group, which was another, again, smaller um, entrepreneur in the Brandon setting. Um, created a relationship there with one of the auto body shops in town. Um, and I actually brought my vehicle there just to get some work done. Like stuff needed to get done. I needed to get some stuff changed, um, which started that conversation piece. Um, and since then that's gone into two different directions. Um, so one is having from that entrepreneurial side, just the, the capital available to myself um, to invest and put into that business. And now there's the side, side first side hustle of flipping vehicles. Um, and taking, you know, we'll find a vehicle on Marketplace, um, find a vehicle at an auction site that um, the auto body shop had access to, um, but they didn't have the capital per se to make it happen. Um, so that's the first section that we have going there. Um, and that's just kind of its own, you know, little side thing. If we're doing one vehicle a month, a couple of vehicles a month, it, eventually it could become more, but currently it's just, you know, the process of taking a vehicle, restoring it, and then be able to turn around and give somebody a phenomenal deal. Um, is again, part of giving back to the community, right? There's times where we laugh and we say, you know, oh, our margin on this could be so much higher. And I'm like, great, sell it for less because this is what we want the margins to be and that's what we're comfortable with. Um, so we're not trying to necessarily squeeze every single penny out of it. Um, and then that's also turning into the potential of a detail business out of the same shop. Um, so when you start talking the concepts of um, having a an auto body shop and then from relationships, now there's a mechanic right next door in the same building, so they're splitting that space. Um, why not bring it full picture and do we have the opportunity to add in another business that's gonna be complementary to those exact two businesses? Um, so that's something that's on the, the horizon, it's still on the works in terms of if we were to start our own detail shop um, right within that same location, how does it make sense for us to go about that? Um, and again, I look at it, it all, from the idea of like, it's almost a no brainer. Like if we have these vehicles that we're fixing up and we already have to detail them, and then we have a mechanic shop next door who's fixing people's vehicles, you've got your vehicle fixed, you have your brand new vehicle taken care of, you probably want the interior to be looking spick and span as well. So it's kind of that potential, that thought that's out there um, as something that we're gonna continue to dabble in and grow um, within that relationship that's been created and established. So another opportunity, we'll see. <laughs> I think everything that I'm hearing thus far is just the like the epitome of the, the entrepreneurial mindset, right? Like, all right, I accomplished my goal in this one area. What's the next thing that I'm moving on to? I accomplished my goal here. What's the next thing I'm moving on to? And I think that, you know, depending on your personality and depending on your businesses, that can definitely be advantageous or disadvantageous to you, right? You know? So do you find that you are as you're adding more and more things onto your plate, are you finding hard, it harder to find the time to allot to each of these things? Or how are you juggling and balancing all of the, the daily tasks, like you said, like writing out the rent check, in addition to continuing to build and do those marketing efforts and put the, the right time in, especially if you don't have um, quote unquote employees, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that for, for myself, uh, there's always a way to make it work, right? And I know that's probably the wrong answer because um, you start talking about things like capacity, right? How much can I actually take on and produce them at a high level? Or does it make sense for me to focus on two and produce at an extraordinary level within those two? Um, 
So if you if you ask my wife, if we bring her her over and have her jump on the podcast, she's gonna say he's got way too much going on. Um, I think. Dang it. There is balance. I... There we there, go. I we think we're it. good. Good. I think we're good. <laughs> um, so there it's kind of finding that balance between um, how much do you give of yourself in those scenarios to go after whatever it may be, or at the same time, what is enough? Um, that's kind of where we have that mix. And like, again, on the detail side of things, that's why it's almost moving at a slower pace. Cause I don't want to necessarily go hundred percent all out in the detail side. And then all of a sudden our current business, which is our, you know, our bread and butter that we have, those ones start to lack. And then now we're kind of caught in limbo within both spaces. Um, and then obviously on top of that, you turn into things like coaching, right? Coaching naturally takes my time. Um, I don't even, the craziest part about it is I'm actually just volunteering my time right now to coach. So I'm not even getting paid for it. But that's something for me that's just a passion of mine to give back to that community, to give back to the kids. Because um, realistically, for me to be where I'm at now, somebody gave to me. So my goal is to turn around and replicate and give that forward. Um, but I think, like I said, from a from a overall standpoint, it comes down to what is what are we comfortable with from a capacity standpoint? And again, what are we willing to give up? Right. Is I promise you, as soon as it turns into, um, hey, this detail business is now taking up um, Friday evenings, not happening. Why? Because Friday evening is our date night. Like if I give it up, I promise you, I'm gonna have to give up everything else because that's the one non-negotiable thing we have. Um, so that's where you turn in again. The You can look at it multiple different ways, right? Your priorities list. How do you how do you line up those priorities from there? What do you how do you categorize them? Right. Um, but we know that, right? So like when we talk uh, non-negotiables, like there's there's bound to be a date night one night a week for my wife and myself. With that now, ideally it's scheduled in on Fridays, right? Because that's our open day. That's where we make the most sense. The week is done. We want to go and do what we want to do. Um, it's a non-negotiable that it's going to happen. However, it's not necessarily a non-negotiable where it's scheduled. So it could be flexible. We could do it Thursday night or we could do it Saturday night instead of Friday, but we know for sure it's in the schedule regardless it's the first thing that gets scheduled and then everything else can kind of be filled in around it and then if it has to move we can move it um so i think that same thing as you continue to look at taking more and more and more on like i said my initial answer is like yep i'll raise my hand i got it i can do it yep it works i'll raise my hand even before i look at the schedule sometimes and that's just something personally i need to get better at um but again like i said it comes down to what what can you handle and what can you manage yourself um, but then also just having that open flow of communication, right? Like I'm very straightforward in saying, um, for myself and my wife, or even for myself, um, with business partners, like I'm very straightforward in saying, Hey, this is, this is what I can do. Um, this is what it would look like to make it happen. Is that something we're both comfortable with going after or allowing to happen? Right. So communication, I guess at the end of the day is key. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think it's a really good word for, um, for entrepreneurs to understand, I think there's, as you're jumping into that, um, that uncharted territory of trying to navigate relationships and navigate business, like it's very easy to let everything consume you. And I like that you said that you and your wife has, have established, like this is a non-negotiable. And as you get further in life, like I've been in a couple different different partnerships over the years with businesses, I've been in my own business ventures, and it's something that 
you know, as your life situations change, it's having those non-negotiables, like no matter what, like we're going to have this time together. And, you know, if you have children or if you have aging parents or if you have, you know, whatever, like you have to spell out and say, nope, like I'm not going to do this, whether that's Sundays or Fridays or, you know, whatever those days are for you. So, um, so this is marketing Monday. So let's talk marketing for a little bit from a retail standpoint. So one of the things that I wanted to do, just jump in and express, I guess, is Jessica's been talking about you guys to me, probably just as long as she's been talking to Adam about you guys to me. So like, I've heard about you guys for quite some time from Jessica now. She's been a raving fan for, for a while. But the thing that that speaks to me is community. Like that's how I have built my businesses. I'm a very, very strong believer in community and a very strong believer in if you build the relationships, the profit will follow, right? Like I don't, I don't chase a dollar. And I know that that's not everybody feels that way in entrepreneurship and that's okay. Um, but for me personally, I really firmly believe that the type of person that I hope that, um, a lot of local small businesses attract, they're not out there. They're not loyal to you because they're getting the best price, right? Like they're loyal to you because of the relationships that you build. So what do you guys do to build those relationships, which in turn turns into a marketing effort, right? But like, how do you keep people loyal to you? Um, I think realistically, you kind of already answered it, right? The idea of the relationships that you form and actually caring about the people. Um, so one of the things that we, we focus on for ourselves, um, and I guess from like a quotation standpoint, right? We say that there's, there's pennies in the sale and there's fortune in the follow-up. So the idea nice. that is you I'm a, okay, hold on. Say that again. I'm writing <laughs> that down. That's, that's going on the quote list. Right. Going on the quote list. So you say pennies in the sale, fortune in the follow-up. And I love we, that we look at that we get the opportunity right when we're working with different clients that we the relationship is already established we're helping them go after some type of goal or something that they want right so when we talk the picture of like in our industry when you talk healthy active lifestyle um if i have a client and their goal is to lose 30 pounds okay i sell them like you could go crazy i sell you a 500 dollar program and i never reach out to you again and never talk to you again great $500. But instead, if I take the time to figure out who you are, what you're going after, what your goals are, like you get me as a coach and you go through that process itself. Um, when I reach back out to you, it's going to turn into, I would rather have an entire year of $100 a month versus the one-time sale 